2: Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by Betting Gym. I'm Mike Pritchard, one half of your hosting team. I'm on the West Coast, almost the West Coast. It's like Vegas. Uh, You might as well call this West Coast. And then the East Coast, we do have Josh Applebaum out there in Boston. Good afternoon, Josh. Happy Friday. Happy Friday Pritch. Good afternoon. Big day today. We got a lot going on. Sadly, Tiger,
5: poor one out, could yeah. not make the cut. I knew we were up against it. He's pouring Yesterday, some Pritch, in right. Now. <laughs> a... Yeah, exactly. I'm a little worried about Tiger moving forward here cuz I thought that set up pretty well for him to make that cut with his experience and obviously feeling better physically. But yeah. Tiger doesn't make it. I know the books are probably happy about that. What was notable to me, Pritch, is you know the books took a big position on Tiger. Against Tiger to win it. You know, they were saying, you know, 60 to 1, 100 to 1, 151. They're saying, we'll take all your money for Tiger outright, thinking that, hey, he will not win outright. But we looked at was, hey, just making the cut. So remember, that moved like plus 115 all the way to minus 135. A lot of books even closed like minus 160. So we beat the closing line there, but sadly, Tiger can't get it done. But, Preach, that's all right. We got a big day today. Excited to preview the Pac 12. Continue to look at some college football futures. The New Orleans Saints, we got to preview them as well. But before we do, Pritch, we battled. We gave it our best shot here. Sadly, Framer Valdez, over 6.5, lands on 6Ks. But shout out to the Follow the Money crew, Mitch and Paulie in the morning, taking the belt, the pentathlon. Congrats to them. And they went big. Uh, they went big because what we saw there was they actually had kind of a parlay type thing looking at Burns or oh, uh, I think it was 10 strikeouts or more combined with the Milwaukee Brewers winning. So Mitch and Paulie swung for the fences. And I saw uh, they're drinking from the, the Lord Stanley's cup, the pentathlon championship. Gonna call
4: there. It. So, uh, congrats <laughs> to them, Rich. Yeah. Congrats to them. Let's get into that. We got a lot to break down too. Uh, we had the DeAndre Ayton news broke uh, on the show. We'll get to that. The updates. Uh, certainly everybody knows that the Phoenix suns did not waste any time matching that offer. Uh, break that down a little bit too. But again, uh, Getting to the pentathlon, uh, we did not finish last. I was happy about that. I was happy about that. But I teachable moment, teachable moment though. Josh about contests, right? And that's that's how we have to look at the pentathlon here at Vison. And congratulations to Follow the Money. That's how you celebrate, by the way. Uh, put some a uh, nice beverage in that cup uh, and go ahead and celebrate because you, you earned it. They earned it. And but you have to have that strategy too. And uh, you know we went over the standings yesterday on the show and the follow the money was not in the top five at all right and and so if you have a sound strategy which obviously the guys did and uh it breaks your way you can come out on top and for us I mean we were swinging for defenses we the game that did us in I believe Josh we would have been three and0 would have been right solidly in, in the running for the money too uh, but it was that seventh inning for the Dodgers-Cardinals matchup. And Bellinger could not produce a run for us right there. Uh, We lose that favorite play. Uh, But the last two plays, you know, the run line and certainly the player prop, uh, we had to get crazy with it, get nuts, and uh, therefore we faltered. uh, and Did not finish uh, in the top five. But That's okay. We did not finish last. But congratulations uh, to follow the money. Nice sound strategy there to get the trophy.
5: Yeah, and again, I think this kind of speaks to your game theory approaching contest differently than right. just grinding, you know, baseball every single day, so again, you want to just consistently, I think as a regular better, you know, maximize all your, your days in the green, minimize your days in the red, and just kind of continue to stack and grind, but when you're, when you're in a contest like this, Pritch, you have a very finite amount of time to get the, you know, biggest units one you possibly can, right. so I think your approach is a little bit different. I would also give a shout out to everyone at Visa, you know, uh, Len Mead and Bill D and John Goulet and everyone who kind of put this thing together because it just Generate a lot of conversation on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was really fun, kind of you know, competitive juices flowing between shows. So I think this could be the the first of many. Like, let's do a I don't know, NCAA tournament uh, challenge. Let's do you know, college football, NFL. I think this could be. The first of many at Beaston, which i think are really exciting and a lot of fun and also Pritch, one more comment you know we didn't come in last that's good you know ricky bobby's dad said if you ain't first you're last though right. so maybe there's room for improvement right, right. next year but i think this is important too about tracking your bets and knowing yep. about yourself as a better like you know props i'm not a big prop guy i don't pay attention too much to the prop market To me, it's more of a crapshoot. So when we did a prop day, I'm like, okay. I kind of realized that maybe I'm not uh, the greatest prop better at all in baseball. But I did realize, hey, I'm pretty good at my money lines. Mm -hmm. You know, run lines are questionable as well. I just think when... In this kind of competition, when you have to have a different bet type each day, you learn about yourself as a better. You oh, yeah. learn your strengths, you learn your weaknesses, and you lean on what you're good at, Pritch, and you realize,
4: hey, maybe this is a blind spot that I need to work on. For me, it's props. Well, I think, well, for contests, right? I mean, uh, your everyday betting, you're trying to go from lower left to upper right, and we were doing that. Uh, but we had to get nuts. We got crazy with the alt uh, run line <laughs> Uh, that's probably, that's not that's outside your comfort zone, I would imagine, Josh. And then, uh, like you it said, is. the player props as well. But, uh, you know, give credit to follow the money, the numbers game, uh, a numbers game, the, the look ahead, uh, Peterson, hoops, uh, stepping up big time in baseball, and then the edge, too, trying to get creative at the end. Uh, nice job of finishing in the top five. Uh, But, Josh, it was a great exercise, and it gives me those teachable moments and things I want to work on, certainly in terms of contest uh, and game theory, like you mentioned. So we'll brush up on that. Uh, Moving ahead, though, that news about DeAndre Ayton uh, in the NBA, I think it took all three minutes uh, from what reports are on Twitter uh, for the Suns to match that, keeping the core intact. And so you're talking about uh, Paul Booker, Uh, And Aiton, there is some room, I guess, if they're in the tax now, but there is some room uh, if they want to try to explore something with Katie. But I I don't know how likely that is, but certainly if you're a Phoenix Suns fan or a Phoenix Suns backer from a betting standpoint, uh, they're displaying to us that they feel like they're going to be right back in the mix uh, coming up uh, later on this year.
5: Yeah, and I think this is good for the NBA, Pritch, because you've seen the model with the Golden State Warriors where they're willing to go over the luxury tax. Their ownership is willing to pay a ton of extra dollars there to keep a really good team intact. You know, sometimes you see like in baseball, the small market teams, you know, they want to shed payroll. They want to keep their payroll very low. Mm -hmm. When a free agent gets to his free agent year, they just let him walk. I think this is good for the NBA. The fact that the Suns match this offer. Now, when this news came down, I'm thinking, okay, you know, the Indiana Pacers, smart move by them. I was looking at uh, obviously Benedict Mathurin as a potential Rookie of the Year candidate, and always plus a thousand here. But you make that trade for Tyrese Halliburton. Now you had eight, and okay, you're bringing in a little bit of a core here. But of course, the Suns match it. They're willing to go over that luxury tax, and automatically, Pritch it gets me a little more inclined to maybe look at some of these Suns futures. If you look at the updated uh, prices right now to win the NBA title, the Suns are plus six fifty. Uh, they're tied three-way tie with the Warriors and the Clippers T- uh, tied at the top, the Bucks and the Celtics plus 550. So now that you're bringing back Aiton, who can continue to work with Monty Williams, and you uh, g- uh, gave a ton of money there to Booker. You still have Chris Paul, you know, a lot of these other guys, Cam Johnson and um, uh, Mikel Bridges, some of these younger players. I'm thinking with the Suns here, they, they kind of ended their year on such a bad note, mm-hmm. you know, you know, kind of bowing out before we thought they would. Is that going to be a motivating factor for them? Did they have a longer summer to kind of, you know, those those tired and older legs for Chris Paul, maybe not going deep in the playoffs would be a benefit for them. So, again, Aiton sticking with the Suns, I think it makes the Suns a, right up there in the title contention once again.
4: Yeah, nice business move too by the Suns too. I mean, you got to consider Booker uh, and his contract situation coming up uh, as well. And then also they start still are in the running if they want to add, uh, if they can make a trade, orchestrate a trade for Katie. I I don't know how possible that is though because, I mean, what, is, what are the Nets going to get? in return uh, for a superstar like that, right? Uh, and if they can't get Booker, certainly he's not going to get Aiton. Uh, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens there, though. But you're right. Uh, I think from a betting standpoint, uh, the Suns are exhibiting the fact that they don't, don't mind uh, if they have this type of core uh, going into that tax situation to go ahead and try to win a championship. Uh, so keeping that in mind later on this year for for betting the NBA. Okay, let's move on uh, to the Open, uh to Josh. The weather has not been a factor, I don't believe. I mean, these guys are kind of going low. You got the two Camerons on the top of the board. But you mentioned Tiger. Uh, in retrospect, uh, this was like a farewell tour, in my opinion, when you think about Tiger uh, and St. Andrews. And uh, credit to Lou Carroll who had the Tiger not, missing, uh, not making a cut. Uh, a lot of people, that was a popular bet uh, as that thing moved. Uh, Tiger misses the cut. Uh, but more of a farewell tour, in my estimation, there for Tiger Woods and St. Andrews. I think you're totally right, Pritch. And just kind of the way it ended, you know, of course, you got to get the time zones
5: right. This was happening all like early in the morning East Coast time for me. But I pop open Twitter when I wake up. And what do I see? All these tributes of Tiger walking down the 18th and kind of that majestic like bridge, little walk through kind of the, you know, the oldest course of all time. It Mm. was almost like a a moment for golf that may live on forever here. And just kind of the way they treated it, um, you know, looking at his caddy and his two playing partners, They kind of said, Tiger, go ahead, like, wink, wink. Like, we're going to hang out here and let you walk ahead of us. I think the way that they let him have his moment – I don't know, Pritch. You know, Tiger, obviously, you know, anytime he wants to play in any of these things, I think you always got to give him some consideration. Right. But the way that he shot, you know, a six over, then a three over, and then you have that moment at the very end. It's almost like a curtain call, like, you know, Derek Jeter's last game with the Yankees and you're tipping your cap. That's kind of the, the sense that I uh, felt about that. So I'm not sure your take, Pritch. You know, we'll obviously, Tiger, I don't think this is the last tournament we'll ever see him play in. But I think leaving on this sour note, I think your kind of thought process of, hey, you know, can't wait to see Tiger in these matches, Maybe we, we have to temper our expectations moving forward. And the way that he walked off the course today, Kind of felt like a a curtain call of sorts.
4: Yeah, I mean, betting Tiger is going to be interesting, uh, certainly, uh, when you focus in on what he looks like right now. Let's look at the top of the board. you got the two Camerons, like I mentioned, Smith and Young. uh, Eight under for Cameron Smith on today. Uh, DJ with a five under performance as well, moving up there. Uh, Rory's hanging on. uh, It looks like he's going to finish uh, minus three. Perhaps he could get better. And Hovland making another move right there, too. You're in a good spot, Josh, going into the weekend uh, with your play. Yeah, my guy, Cam Smith. I'm the, I'm the
5: wise guy when it comes to golf over here. Just kidding. Not <laughs> at all. I just was pretty much leaning on people that I respect right. and looking at some rankings here. But remember, this is one thing I'll throw at you. Cam Smith, uh, of course, the leaderboard right now. We'll see if that continues. But those other niche markets, you know, we threw it at Stephen Hennessy the other mm-hmm. day, the top Australian, yep. Cam Smith. To be the top Australian, I I think he was like plus 150, something like that. So, of course, there are different ways to attack these golfers. We'll see how it develops throughout the rest of the tournament. One thing I would mention, you know, you talk about Rory Pritch. You know, he had a really good first round. Now he's, what, minus one? Mm. I think the books are rooting against Rory. He's got one of the biggest line moves, open plus 1,400. He's down to plus 333, getting 8% of bets, but almost 15% of the money. So I wouldn't count Rory out just yet. Obviously, he's got some catching up to do. But based on that low bets, higher dollar line move
4: split, Looks like Rory is someone you got to consider here. Make maybe making a move later in the tournament. And if you recalibrate going into the weekend with your bets, I mean, the weather has not been a factor, Josh. I mean, it's been incredible, really. A little chilly uh, out there, but I guess the fellas can handle that. But uh, the sideways wind or the rain and the wind, I mean, that's not happening right now. So we'll see what happens with the weather in the open in the weekend. Hey, Everybody's time to get into Gym Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. Gym has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. You're going to love the state-of-the-art technology and fan- friendly specials every day of the week. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Come up next. We dive into the Pac-12 and their championship odds. Very interesting to me. Let's come up next.
2: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall.
3: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Still time to get that VSIN summer special for $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you get uh, VSIN's Daily Best bets, including Adam Burke's Daily MLB Best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, uh, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of points spread, weekly use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31. Uh, Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, you know, the Pac-12, very interesting. They made headlines not too long ago uh, with two programs, high profile, I'll say that. Um, UCLA, UCLA, not so much in football, but um, USC, UCLA is going to the Big Ten. uh, Realignment to... Uh, is going to happen. Um, I don't know if they're going to invite people in or they're going to combine uh, the Big 12 uh, and the Pac 12. That's what it looks like is going to happen. At least the momentum's going that way. Josh, Media Days is at the end of this month. Uh, been, <laughs> I've been invited to that, so we'll see what happens uh, about the the Pac 12. Maybe some news coming out uh, of Media Days. But getting to uh, the win totals and the championship odds is interesting because Utah won their first ever Pac 12 championship last year, uh, beating Oregon out here in Vegas. Uh, And they look good. They look good Uh, and looks like they could repeat uh, this year. But SC had something to say about that, uh, in my opinion, as they win the offseason. We'll get to that uh, in terms of the new model in college football. But your thoughts initially uh, on the Pac-12 coming up uh, this year.
5: Yeah, so I'm kind of with you and really the team that I'm going to target is going to be the Utah Utes here for a couple different reasons. But if we start with kind of just the odds and what the oddsmakers are telling us, Pritch, obviously there's some respect for USC here. You know, bringing in Lincoln Riley, also Jordan Addison, the Blintnikoff winner, the star wide receiver there from Pitt. He's also joining the team. So just in terms of, you know, kind of the flashy object of a you know famous coach and a really good wide receiver and a program that, you know, tends to recruit very well mm-hmm. with the Trojans, it makes sense. You know, you're going to make them pretty much the odds-on favorite here at, of course, uh, what was it, plus 200, Pritch. Now, Utah is the team that I'm going to target. I think at plus 250, there's a lot of value with Utah right now. You win the conference uh, last year, obviously when you beat Oregon in that big game. But really, you know, leaning on something that we talked about yesterday, Pritch, in terms of NC State and returning starters and having a lot of you know stability and just kind of uh, bringing back the same crew that did very well last year. I think there's a lot to be said for that. So you look at Utah; they're ten and four last year. They won the Pac-12, big home field advantage. They're nineteen and one their last twenty games at home, and it's the stability of the coach, Kyle uh, Kyle Whittingham, his 18th season, Mm -hmm. now the longest tenured coach in the Pac-12. But it's Really the fact that they're returning 17 starters Pritch, that's huge. A team that did, had a great year last year is bringing back pretty much the entire crew. I think that's a huge advantage for Utah. And also one player I really like, Cameron Rising, their quarterback here. 6'2, 220. It was kind of last year, was his first year where he really was the starter and, you know, kind of took all the snaps and had a fantastic year 20 touchdowns, just five interceptions. He had a quarterback rating of like 147. So, I think if again, leaning on stability uh, with Bruce Bruce Marshall and, you know, some of these other guys that we talk about, uh, you know, um, uh, to me, that's the biggest thing the stability and building on last year, having a great quarterback that you're going to lean on. Now, what's interesting, Pritch, just real quick, their win total. It's surprising. It's nine, but it's under minus 115. Mm-hmm. But yet they have the second best odds to win the to conference. To me, I'm going to target them as a flyer to win the conference here. I feel like the over is the play. I'm just concerned that that under is juiced up with the nine.
4: Well, let's get to, let's stay on the championship odds for a minute because uh, you, uh, the PAC 12 made some changes. So it's no longer division. So like, for instance, if you like Utah to win the championship, they don't have to go against a team from the North. It's uh, they might play USC again, right? I mean, they could do something like that. So uh, that gets very interesting on a neutral site too. Uh, Utah travels so well uh, in comparison to what Oregon brought to the championship game last year. (laughs) That made a difference. Because uh, Oregon checked out. Chris all, I mean, the, the rumor about him going to Miami was floating around the stadium right before the game. Uh, so, like, if you had that information, certainly you'd be all over Utah. But I think uh, the competition level within the Pac-12 is going to be very interesting this year because uh, of the offseason for the Trojans. And when you bring in Lincoln Riley, uh, when you bring in a quarterback, Caleb Williams, too, that's, there's continuity with that system. Uh, so you don't have to worry about teaching the system to a lot of players. I mean, you got that quarterback, the key player. I think offensively, they are loaded with a lot of talent, uh, and they're deep, too, deep and talented that way offensively. Now, defensively, uh, it was where the question marks lie for SC, uh, and, but they're plus 200 on the board here for the championship, right? Uh, so when you think about that defense, can that defense be good enough uh, because you're thinking Lincoln Riley and uh, that offense is just going to outscore everybody within the Pac-12 this year? Yeah, I think that's your question here. And Lincoln Riley, obviously, has had a bunch of Heisman winners at quarterback that
5: he's kind of been under his tutelage and has mm. got great production from with Oklahoma here. But, again, changing different teams, I think there's something to be said for that, Pritch. Obviously, he's a great coach. He's you know The results speak for themselves. But there is a transition here when you change programs. So I think just in terms of leaning on stability and kind of being a little bit wary of instability – I love the coach just in terms of in a vacuum, but I think there's going to be an adjustment here, taking over a new program. Obviously, kind of the style is a little bit different there in the Pac-12 as well, and you hit the nail on the head. He's known for his offense, but Those Oklahoma teams, it was like, you know, score 50 points, give up 45. You know, are you going to be in a lot of these, you know, shootout-type games? Can your defense kind of keep pace? That's something to keep an eye out for. And also, Pritch, I think it's kind of fun to just look at these week one lines real quick. But Utah is at Florida week one, at the Swamp, playing the Gators. I thought for sure Florida would be favored in that game. Utah is actually a a two-and-a-half-point favorite going to the Swamp. That speaks volumes to me that you're going on the road, to Florida, I know Florida may not be the you know the Tim Tebow Florida the winning every game like they used to be. Mm-hmm. They've taken a little bit of a step back recently, but to me that speaks a, a volumes. Really, that you're a two and a half point favorite on the road week one at Florida. I, it makes me a little bit more confident in really backing Utah here. This yeah,
4: year. yeah. I mean for the championship, and that's what we're focusing on right now. Plus 200 for SC, 250 for Utah. If you like Utah, it's interesting because they got to play SC. Their schedule. They got Florida to start the year right uh, on the road. By the way. And then, you know, they they should be okay until that SC game uh, on October 15th, and that's going to be at home. But to me, SC's got two chances because I think SC has a chance to be undefeated going into that matchup uh, against Utah on October 15th. And if they lose that game, Josh, and they run the table they'll be right back in the Pac-12 championship game with a rematch against Utah, perhaps, right? And uh, so that's why I think from a conference championship odds, uh, I'll lean on SC that way. What about win totals? Any win totals with any school within the Pac-12 standing out to you? So, Pritch, you know, I always look for those disgusting, hazmat,
5: makes-no-sense, fishy-type win totals. Right. And I'll give you one that really caught my eye. Arizona. Arizona okay. went 1-11 and last year. They had a terrible year. They only won one game out of the 12 games that they played. Their win total is two and a half, and it's juiced up over minus 165. So that's just fishy to me in terms of a team that had a terrible year. Now you're expecting them to go from one win maybe to three. I know that's not – it doesn't feel like you're asking a lot there. But to me, that speaks volumes of you know maybe don't sleep on Arizona. Look at their schedule. Look who they're playing. The fact that you're a 1-11 in team and now you're 2.5 juiced up over minus 165, to me it's kind of a sneaky why is it so much higher. Why are they making you pay yeah. a much higher price there? Maybe Arizona has a better year than they think. But Pritch, I can't believe we're almost done with this segment. I haven't heard one reference to your Colorado Bucks. Buffs, I was trying I to hide. throw this at you. I was trying yeah, to hide. You're trying to hide. Uh, yes. I know. I was this, hoping to could run a little out rough. Of time. <laughs> They're four and eight last year, Pritch, as you know, and looking at this win total, it's three and a half under minus minus one forty. So it looks like the odds makers, sadly, Pritch are expecting maybe a, a rougher year than last year with your Colorado
4: buffs. Minus Minus one forty, the under. Whew. Wow. They might need you to go run some routes, Pritch. They need some help. I think I can at this point, you know, <laughs> I'm out of eligibility though. I don't want to get them in trouble. Um, No, we got decimated by the uh, transfer portal. I mean, to put it in a context, we talked about Addison here going at the Blitnikoff Award winner. They picked up Brendan Rice as well. Brendan Rice left Colorado to go to SC. Uh, and He's going to be a backup. (laughs) So he would have been a starter with my program. That's Jerry Rice's son. Uh, So minus 140 for the Buffs, uh, three and a half. Uh, you know, look out for Oregon. They're eight and a half, the over minus 130. They got a new head coach. Uh, but the culture, I mean, Phil Knight's trying to get them to go to the Big Ten, I think. But uh, their culture is entrenched in terms of uh, getting athletes, elite players out there. So we'll see what the new coach is capable of. one uh, 130, though, the over eight and a half there for Oregon.
5: Yeah, that's something to look at, and of course you do have this, uh, you know, change here. Losing Kayvon Thibodeau, having yeah. a new head coach, so there is some instability there. But I think oddsmakers are just saying this program, uh, you know, again one of the most uh, the coolest uniforms. I think just with young, you know, players, mm-hmm. it's got kind of got that Oregon mystique. So in terms of recruiting, can they, you know, kind of bounce back here? The fact that they're eight, you know, what is it, Pritch, eight and a half minus one thirty over they're kind of leaning on maybe a nine win team more or more. So maybe they're take a little step back, but not a ton here. Kind of thinking that they will win uh, close to double digit games. The other one that caught my eye, Pritch, was Arizona state right. real quick. You know, Arizona state went to eight and five last year, had a pretty good year overall. Their win totals all the way down to five and a half. Yeah. So that's a three win gap, you know, obviously in a negative direction downward, but they are still juiced up over five and a half minus one forty five. So to me, I think this is important when you look at these win totals. First off, how many games did you win last year? Is your win total, you know, surprisingly much higher or lower? But then don't just automatically say, oh, it's so low. Let me bet the over or so high, bet the under. Look at what the juice is telling us. It's telling me that. You know, you can probably maybe think Arizona State can win six games and cash that over five and a half because it's juiced up over. But overall, the oddsmakers are expecting Arizona State to kind of take a step back.
4: Well, Herm's under fire a little bit. Uh, certainly, allegations last year. We'll see what happens uh, as they continue this year uh, with the program. But then US, UCLA, you know, they they go into the Big Ten because of money reasons. Uh, their win total juiced up, I believe, uh, minus one forty-five over eight. Uh, I don't. That's that's a tough one for me.
5: Yeah, that's a team that what went eight and four last year. Mm-hmm. Pritchard, right on that number. They're they're leaning over, but again, I,
4: I kind of have question marks there as well. Yeah, absolutely, Chip Kelly. I mean, everybody in college football is caught up to you, Chip. You got to change a little bit. <laughs> How about a defense? How about this though? We've been uh, focused on Deshaun Watson and his suspension. There's a key suspension uh, looming too for a team in the NFC South. We we'll get to the Saints coming up next. <laughs>
2: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome back. This segment of Betting Across America is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a simpler way to enjoy and experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change all on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I can uh, think of times where I wanted to make a change and perhaps needing to make a change. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step change toward change, uh, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor, at the right time. If you're thinking of making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com. That's Z Y-N.com. Uh, warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, um, the Deshaun Watson saga has really captured everybody. Like, okay, what's going to happen with the Browns and what's going to happen with the suspension? Uh, And the win totals and everything about uh, betting uh, the Browns this year. What about the Saints? Uh, Because Alvin (laughs) Kamara got into some trouble over the offseason out here in Vegas, uh, for instance. And you think about the Saints and uh, what they're trying to do absent Sean Payton, uh, the head coach, uh, you think about continuity. Pete Carmichael is going to continue as the offensive play caller there, as an the offensive coordinator. Uh, Dennis Allen was retained. Now he's elevated as a head coach. So you have continuity. Jameis is coming back to continuity from a quarterback standpoint. But Kamara could be missing for a number of games here. I've seen reports four to six games, depending on what happens a matter of days away from training camp, does that affecting your thinking uh, on betting the Saints this year? Looking and reviewing uh, the Saints right now, win total 8.5, the over plus 100, the under minus 120. So I think it does
5: impact my thinking a little bit here, Pritch. Obviously, Kamara is one of your most dynamic running backs in the NFL. Uh, he's getting a little bit older, slipping a little bit in terms of his production. The injuries have kind of crept up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember in fantasy, his first couple of years, it was like whoever had Kamara on their fantasy team, they're probably going to win every single week how great this player was. I think my perception, though, of the Saints, it really is dependent upon what you think about, um, obviously, Jameis Winston. You know, mm-hmm. Winston's a guy who, you know, obviously, uh, you know, set that record 30 for 30, not in the ESPN good way, in the show way, <laughs> but the, you know, pick. And uh, and uh, touchdowns and interceptions. I'm just not too high on Jameis Winston. I think it's really a crapshoot. Like if you're betting this win total and you're going to go over, uh, then you're thinking that Jameis Winston, you know, having uh, you know kind of switched teams and you know a year under his belt, uh, kind of sitting back and watching Drew Brees. Then he has the injury. Can he come back? To me, there's just a lot of moving parts with Jameis. Now is he better than Ian Book? Remember when Ian Book made one of those starts last year, Prince, oh, and I think it was against the Dolphins. Yeah, complete disaster. And by the way, they do have a decent backup quarterback, Andy Dalton. Remember we were doing the Bears the other day mm-hmm. with Trevor Simeon and who was it? Uh, Peterman is their backups. <laughs> so I think if even if Jameis uh, with Winston does get hurt, you know at least Dalton is kind of a you know a veteran guy who's at least serviceable a little bit. But I think in terms of your perception of this team, it really stems on what you think of Winston. But also, I think you got to shop around and look at these different numbers. One thing I noticed, Pritch. Right off the bat, at BetMGM, as you had mentioned, the, the over-under, remember, this team went 9-8 and eight last year, right. now you lose Sean Payton. 9-8 and eight last year, their win total is 8.5 this year, but it's juiced up under minus 120. So there's some liability on the Saints kind of going under that win total, taking a step back, maybe having a you know a rough year after losing Sean Payton. But ironically, if you look at DraftKings, their win total is 8 at over minus 135. So I think mm-hmm. even the oddsmakers are kind of in disagreement or not really sure where, where to set this thing like – Eight and a half is really juiced up under with the Saints, but the eight is really juiced up over. If you're making me pick one, Pritch, I'd lean eight and a half under uh, just because, you know, from a book like BetMGM showing that liability, that speaks volumes to me. If Winston's healthy, I think he might go over this one, but if he struggles, throws a bunch of picks, gets hurt, I'm just going to lean a little bit on the under there. I would say, though, they do have a tough schedule. Their seventh hardest schedule overall, Critch. Last year, their opponents, 152 and 136. That's a 528 win percentage. You're also banking on a lot of rookies to be starters. I'm a big fan of Olave, but he's going to be one of your starters. Trevor Penning is going to be a starter on the O-line. I think you're asking a lot for Jameis to play great. Mm-hmm. I know Dennis Allen's got some familiarity, but he's kind of in that new role. And then you're going to you know, think about this team without, uh, obviously, Sean Payton anymore. I'll lean under 8.5, Pritch, but I'll defer to you in terms of your thoughts on the Saints. Uh,
4: yeah, I'll give you a different way to bet the Saints this here. I think the Saints can surprise folks. I don't know about betting the win total. Like you said, shop around. Uh, DraftKings had an 8, uh, juice to the over, 8.5 here, uh, juice to the under. Uh, so you know, factoring in the playoffs, yes, to make the playoffs plus one thirty-five, uh, the no minus one sixty-five. They're not going to win a division, right? I mean, uh, it's more about the wild card situation and can they win key games along the way? I give them credit. Last year too, Peyton. I mean, they were five and two with Jameis prior to injury. Uh, they lost five games in a row, Josh, as they tried to figure themselves out. Meanwhile, their defense kept them competitive, and then they got it right uh, down the stretch a little bit uh, to the tune of 4-1 and one in the last five games, missed the playoffs uh, with that 9-8 and eight record. Uh, but Kamara, uh, to me, is a wild card because last year even, uh, he was griping about the 17-game schedule and, and being a running back with a 17-game schedule, and now he might be suspended too this year. So uh, there's some some turbulence happening with the Saints' Uh That I don't like from a win total standpoint. But I do think they are primed to surprise people. Uh, And here's why. The continuity. uh, The continuity, uh, when you think about Carmichael, like I mentioned. Okay, Dennis Allen was retained. Okay, he's a head coach now. Uh, They can compete with Tom Brady. Uh, Dennis Allen... Has a nice record. Brady has a winning record against 31 of the 32 teams uh, in the league. The Saints are the only team to have a winning record against Tom Brady. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Dennis Allen knows how to defend him. Uh, and that defense only allowed 19 points a game last year, too, Josh. I mean, it's a, it's a playoff caliber defense. Uh, to me, the wild card, again, another one, if you want to throw it in the deck, is Alvin Kamara. That's certainly that suspension. But Jameis Winston, if he has a fantastic year, he's plus 500. Uh, Right now, for comeback player of the year. And to me, that's what I would be focusing on uh, in terms of betting the states uh, coming up this year. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Pritch. I think that's a really sharp play there,
5: too. Looking at Jameis Winston recovering from an injury, you know, taking over for Drew Drew Brees. There's kind of a narrative building with Jameis here that if he does well, I think that award's kind of maybe gift wrap for him. Almost like, you know, Dak Prescott. Remember kind of the thought process over the summer the narrative about Prescott overcoming that really gruesome ankle injury. You can kind of see the same thing, especially if they surprise and do well. And you mentioned, you know, they had a really good start to the year before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. I think another thing you're banking on, Pritch, to your point, if you're maybe thinking about the over, again, shopper you can find the eight over that way it lands on eight you push instead of eight and a half you lose but that division yes tom brady is back with the bucks 11 and a half win total the highest here in the nfl but carolina atlanta i'm sorry your former team atlanta here pritch but atlanta's (laughs) win total is four and a half is six and a half you're now eight eight and a half here with the saints i think if you can feast on these teams in your division if you could take both games against atlanta or both games against carolina will that happen probably not then like maybe get tripped up in a couple of those But I think that's where you have to kind of build a foundation, do well in your division. Maybe you sneak one out against Tom Brady. He always seems to have uh, some struggles there with the defenses and the disguises that the Saints can throw at him. But also week one, Pritch, are you ready for this? The Saints, they open as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Atlanta week one. They're up to minus five, minus five-and-a-half. There's a lot of money coming in on the Saints uh, to cover that number week one against the Falcons.
4: Yeah, the fans will be fired up. Uh, That's a rivalry situation going back to my days uh, in the old NFC West uh, Josh, and uh, you think about the Saints being able to sweep Tampa Bay last year and, and Tom Brady being frustrated uh, at Dennis Allen uh, in one of those games, too. So they they know how to defend the GOAT, uh, but I'm, I'm more worried about personnel issues that way for the Saints. Uh, defense, I, I think they're going to be outstanding. Uh, Dennis Allen, uh, he got elevated to head coaching job because of that. Uh, but offensively, uh, for me, in betting the Saints, period, it's going to be about Jameis. It's going to be about Winston uh, uh, resurrecting his career if he can. Again, 5 and 2. He's a great, great leader, Josh. Last year, they were on the road because their facility was damaged due to a hurricane. Uh, they go out and they beat uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And uh, I, I think Jameis had that team to believing. Uh, post-Drew Brees, that they could get the job done. And that defense played very, very well at the start of the season, those first seven games. But then when he was off the field, uh, they looked totally uh, out of out of sync. Uh, they didn't have any confidence either, Josh. They lost some games that they shouldn't had no business losing. Uh, so I, I think Jameis is that glue that can keep this team together. Therefore, I like him at plus 500. Comeback player of the year. Second best odds uh, behind Derrick Henry.
5: I think that's the bet of the day Pritch. So I'm going to tell you on that one. I really (laughs) like that one in general. I'd also say they did pick up Jarvis Landry, you know, he could be good contributor uh, there. Michael Thomas, who, you know, set the world on fire when he first started in the NFL. It's been injured and haven't really seen him in a while. He could be back there. I'd also say, look at the early schedule, Pritch. You're, at the Falcons, Mm -hmm. then you play at the Panthers, then you play at home against Seattle. Those are three of the lowest win totals. You could be off to a 3-2 and start there. If you start to get some momentum going, uh, that's really something you could build upon. Now, the middle of their schedule gets really difficult. Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Bucks. I mean, that's going to be... You have to play the Bengals there in Week 6 as well, so that could be kind of a gauntlet there. But if you get off to a good start team starts believing in Jameis Winston I could kind of see maybe that over eight coming into play I would say though Pritch they need some home field advantage you look at last year they're yeah. we only three and five at home they're six and three on the road you should have that advantage there down uh down in the bayou and uh, to me that that's what you got to kind of get back to
4: yeah the only thing I, I mean kind of wait to see about training camp with Jameis too I mean don't go run to the book right now and bet plus 500 right? I mean kind of gets <laughs> to gather some more information about his injury situation and where he is in his rehab uh, but if he's uh, uh, on track to start the season, uh, then I think that's a pretty uh, significant bet right there uh, with Jameis uh, and the Saints. Okay, coming up next, Josh, we've got to get to some best bets uh, going into the weekend. we got Home Run Derby coming up. we got the All Star break as well. All that and more coming up next right here on vSIN, the Esports Betting Network.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Attention GM customers. You have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through GM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your GM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Visit Betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets uh, or site credit. Uh, site credit expires in 30 days. Uh, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, uh, bets bets, uh, best bets heading into the weekend here. Uh, baseball edition, I would imagine. There's something in there that surprised me that you sent over. Uh, we'll get to that, too. But... Uh, I'm I'm sure people can just download and listen to your Market Insights podcast because you're going to go in depth on these plays too, though. Uh, But the time we have on the show here, uh, I'm going to start with the Orioles and the Rays. I think I know why uh, you have a play in this game. Yeah, and by the way, stay tuned for the the
5: finale here on a Friday because I'm going to throw out you a sport, Pritch, that <laughs> yes. I don't think we've ever mentioned okay. on this show before, so get ready for that. Uh, but this one really caught my eye, Pritch, because Baltimore-Tampa Bay, you know, how do you not back Baltimore? Mm-hmm. They've won, what, 10, 11 games in a row. There's been a, a bunch of situations here where the line actually goes against Baltimore, and they're kind of an inflated dog, and they continue to win. It happened uh, much throughout that series against the Cubbies. This one just uh, really, really stinks to me because if you look at this Baltimore and Tampa Bay matchup, uh, the line opened Tampa Bay like minus 115, The Rays are now up to minus 125. So again, line movement to the Rays. They have a better record. I get all that. But if you kind of look at what's going on here, there's almost 70% of bets saying, I don't care what the numbers say. The Orioles are hot. Give me plus money with the Orioles. And again, they've, they've cashed in this spot before, but I think the odds makers are taking a position against Baltimore today. They opened getting like plus 105. Now they're getting plus 115. Why are you getting a better payout here on the Orioles when everyone's betting them to begin with? It tells me you have kind of a sharp reverse line move here toward the raise at home. You also have some correlative betting value where we have the Rays as a minus minus one twenty five favorite, a very low total uh, that actually opened at eight and dropped down to seven and a half. But then this is what really sent me over the edge bridge. Like the pitching matchup here, mm-hmm. Wells, who's on the bump for Baltimore. He's been pretty good. Seven and four to uh, 3.28 ERA Patino. Who's pitching for the Rays, zero and one with a 13.50 ERA. Now that's inflated. Cause you know, he hasn't pitched in many games, but if the Orioles are red hot, if the Rays are pitching a guy with an ERA of over 13, then why on earth did Tampa open as a favorite and become more of a favorite? I'm thinking today might be the day that the Orioles finally lose a ball game, Pritch. It would have been crazy to think about that you know, a month ago, uh, but I'm going to lay it with Tampa Bay here. It looks like a Fade the Trendy dog. Okay.
4: Today. I mean, the Orioles making headlines because they're above 500 uh, with the situation they've been in for a number of years, uh, but they're 17 games back in last place in that division, so uh, <laughs> go figure, right? I mean, that's interesting right there. So let's look at the Phillies' Uh, And the Marlins, uh, uh, great pitching uh, matchup for or actually a great pitching matchup or or advantage, I will say, uh, for the Marlins in this one. How did you see it? Yeah, every five days,
5: Pritch, it's Sandy Alcantara right. day. So where's where's Josh Towers at? I want to know what what his take on this game is. But Alcantara, if you've been keeping track, he's now a minus one ten favorite to mm-hmm. win the NL Cy Young. Guy's been fantastic, nine and three, one point seven three ERA. Uh, in his last twelve starts, Miami is ten and two in those starts when Alcantara takes the bump here. I think it's a good spot to back Miami. They're up to minus one sixty five now. They did open as low as like minus one forty five, Pritch. So you've seen about twenty cents of steam in their favor. Uh, Kyle Gibson is pitching for the Phillies, 4-3, 4.53 ERA. But he started off really hot, and if you look at his uh, progression over the over kind of the summer months, he's kind of gotten worse and worse. His ERA is way up over 5 uh, since June. So I think this Miami lineup could get to uh, Gibson today. Miami 24-13 and 13 as a favorite. Philly just 15 and 19 as a dog. Uh, And in this spot here, another correlative betting value with a line moving bigger and bigger up toward a favorite. And the total is super low at seven. It's actually juiced up seven under minus 125. Like it may even get down to six and a half. So maybe you're leaning under here a little bit, Pritch. But in a low scoring game, and you got the Cy Young favorite on one side and Gibson who's been getting lit up here on the other. I'll take Miami here. I laid it with the fish tonight.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Going and looking at that game, uh, Josh, that makes a lot of sense to me uh, on that one, that card here. Um, you got the Milwaukee Brewers and the Giants. Uh, now, this is a strange one. I mean, so much, in my opinion, so much news about Chicago underachieving, uh, but yet they're right there uh, for this <laughs> division. Milwaukee and the Giants getting after it. Woodruff and Alex Wood uh, on, the, on the mounds, uh, respectively, for the two teams there. Uh, how'd you see this one playing out?
5: So I like this line move toward the Brewers here, Pritch. Yep. They
4: had a, a nice walk-off win, or not a
5: walk-off. They won an extra 3-2, to two. and again, I, Mitch and Paulie, you know, what an epic hit they had. Over <laughs> 10, what is it, 9 or more Ks with Burns, and the Brewers win, and they got both of them, so uh, they deserve that award winning the pentathlon with a wise guy play like that. Uh, but I like Milwaukee to, to continue to, to get another win here tonight, Pritch. Mm-hmm. Really, Woodruff, that's the guy who I'm banking on. You know, He's 7-3. 4.01 ERA. The Brewers are 8-3, his last 11 starts. And his couple starts in July, he's got a 2.25 ERA. Remember, this guy was hurt a little bit. He was on the injured list. He's back. He's pitching great. Going up against Alex Wood, who's been kind of so-so this year. 6-7 and seven, ERA of almost 5, like 4.5, basically. Your correlative betting, another favorite low-total system match here. But Milwaukee, they opened around minus 115, a very short favorite. They're up to minus 130. So we've seen this line, uh, similar to the, the, um, the Miami Marlins line, Open as a favorite, become more of a favorite, and really no let up. There's been really no buyback whatsoever uh, on, uh, on the Giants here. So I like this movement toward the Brewers here, Pritch, and they do match my number one system, non-division road favorites. Those teams are 158-97, mm-hmm. 62%. You'd be up almost uh, over 15 units uh, basically matching or playing that system match there. So I'll lay it with Woodruff. I think it's kind of a short number on a really good pitcher and a team that ha- is coming off a big win in extras. Give me the Brewers around
4: minus 130. Yeah, we're getting into the part of the season where you start have to win those series, right? And this is going to be an interesting <laughs> one against the Giants uh, as the Brewers have a three-game uh, lead in their division uh, but most have been said about the White Sox in their division um, four games back, but yet underachieving, right? And so it's, it's just interesting because I, I think the Brewers are underachieving a little bit too com- compared to uh, expectations were uh, going into the season this year for the Brewers. You're exactly
5: right, Pritch. This is a team that you know led by kind of their great pitching staff here. You haven't seen Peralta in a while. He's been hurt. But mm-hmm. if you look at kind of a lot of these odds here to win that NL Central, They're still showing a lot of of liability here on Milwaukee. You know, they're still, I think, like a minus two hundred favorite or something like that. You'd think that the Cardinals could get hot and make that thing interesting, but based on kind of your uh, bet percentage and what the books are taking in, there's still a lot of faith here that this Milwaukee team, maybe not as great as we thought, but could maybe get you know catch fire here later
4: in the year. We'll wait and see on that. Okay, Uh, (laughs) another play that's interesting. I found this on your your text. Uh, It's Canadian football. You're going into the weekend betting Canadian football. Uh, you yeah. saw something with Calgary and Winnipeg.
5: Yeah, Pritch, you got your passport? We're going up north here. Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's get to, down on some football tonight. So I've been kind of waiting to talk CFL, you know, in my in, in my past, you know, looking at the summer months. It used to be, okay, grind baseball, little WNBA, right. and bet some CFL. So. I was waiting kind of for a day to kind of look at a system match that I felt confident in. Tonight, the Calgary Stampeders-Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is a play to the over, pitch. It opened at around 46 and a half. It's now all the way up to around 50 and a half. So I bet this thing a little bit earlier today at 48 and a half, I am love seeing this continued movement to the over. Obviously, it's difficult now if you miss that early number, mm-hmm. but this has been consistent movement with really no buyback whatsoever. And a couple of things to like about this over – Right off the bat in the CFL, kind of like the WNBA, it's been an overstart to the league. The over's 12-8 and eight <laughs> right. in the Canadian Football League. Both these teams are undefeated, Pritch. Uh, one team's 5-0, oh, one team's 4-0. And, oh. and really what we're banking on is Calgary. They're a dog in this game. They're a four-point dog, actually down to three, so maybe some money there on the dog. But they're one of the, um, the highest-scoring teams in the CFL. They're averaging 36 points a game, giving up about 22 points a game. But this is one of those niche market plays where who woke up today even knew CFL was playing Apparently, a lot of people did because they've been hitting this over. There's been no buyback. So, Pritch, I don't know if it's on the Ocho, ESPN, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. we got to do some work, but get your passport. We're going up north. We're taking the over 48 and a half with the CFL. Tonight.
4: I mean, what's the key number? Uh, I want to know what a key number is for a total in Canadian football. It's three downs, right? They're punting after two downs. Or I mean, I know there's movement all over the place. Uh, I haven't watched and tuned into Canadian football for quite a while. So help me out with a key number with the total when it comes to betting uh Canadian football league.
5: Yeah. So I don't even have that for you. preps. I don't <laughs> okay. really have key numbers for you. I will tell you, it's kind of weird when you see kind of their field goal and the way the net is kind of uh, situated. It looks a little weird. Their downs are different. There's some of these, uh, you know, plays where these motion plays where you actually get to run, you know, kind of in motion before the ball gets snapped. So if you're going to watch this thing and sweat it with me tonight, you're going to be surprised by the style of play. But Pritch, it's a sport. It's a line that we can get down on. We've seen some sharp movements of the over. Yeah.
4: Give me the over. I want a high-scoring game tonight. Yeah, the field dimensions is a challenge. There, there, those are a challenge. Uh, the end zone. I mean, come on. If you're bigger end zone, right? Right. That's like like a, a Canadian Football League coach getting a job in NFL uh, because of how well they called plays in the red zone. Come on. It's like, yeah, how' that guy from Chicago? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
5: Tresman. Um, <laughs> yes. He was like an epic CFL guy. You know, go to the NFL. A little bit more
4: difficult. Yeah. That's the Chicago Bears <laughs> for you in a nutshell. Right. Yeah. Let's just get somebody from the Canadian football league in that end zone. Uh, call them plays here in our league. Uh, that'll help us out. That's for sure. Well, good luck with <laughs> your plays, Josh. It was a pleasure participating in the pentathlon with you as well this week.
5: Absolutely, Pritch. Great job this week. Can't wait to be a partner of yours again in another contest.
4: All right. Sounds great, Josh. Enjoy the weekend. The Edge coming up next from the NBA Summer League right here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.